1: Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Future Tech Health podcast. I have uh, Alan Braswell, President and CEO, CEO of Magnaceutical. Website is m a g n e c e u t i c a l dot com. So, Alan, thanks for coming.
2: Hey, I appreciate the uh, the opportunity, Richard. How are you doing today?
1: Doing okay. good. Yeah. So, tell me, what is uh, a What's the premise of the company?
2: Yeah. So, our, our company name is Magnusutical Health, Health. Our, our... Our website com. Uh, magnaceutical.com. Uh, but our company is really built around a, an energy-based technology. Uh, we're considered a class one medical device that enhances feelings of relaxation. So we are able to help issues associated with chronic stress, such as inflammation, pain, energy level, digestive problems, and sleep.
1: Okay. So what does what the, uh, the intervention look like? What does the device do? What-
2: yeah. So we have uh, one of the the unique things about our system relative to some other energy-based systems is is we provide a whole body immersion into a uniform magnetic field so to provide a whole body immersion we have to have a fairly large system we've got two coils that are approximately seven seven feet in diameter that you basically sit between and um, and are immersed in our fields for typically thirty minutes to one hour So our system looks very uh, futuristic, kind of looks like a time machine, and um, we often say uh, uh, it is a time machine. We just want you to uh, get in it, try it, and uh, think about a year
1: that you felt better, because we're about to take you back there. Okay, but why does it help someone to have them in a magnetic field? What is some of the science behind it?
2: Yeah, yeah. So the science is really based upon kind of bringing balance to the autonomic nervous system. So it's the whole, Uh, addressing the chronic stress situation that that many people find themselves in and, you know, that exacerbates a lot of the symptoms associated with today's medical diseases and and conditions. So it's really about stimulation of the vagus nerve uh, and via that stimulation be able to bring balance to the two branches of the autonomic nervous system, the sympathetic branch, which is your fight or flight um, branch, and the Parasympathetic branch, which is the rest and digest uh, kind of portion of the of the uh, autonomic nerve.
1: But, but again, how does it work? So the magnetic field, what does it do to your body? It, it stimulates. Just, yeah. So it, stim- uh, electric it stimulates. Electric fields, or
2: yeah. It's, well, you no, it's it's magnetic fields. So we create we create the magnetic fields with uh, electrical energy, uh, but the. Um, the field that, uh, in, that is, the body's immersed in is actually a magnetic field. It's an extremely low level field, so it's physiologic to the body. It uh, would be the same field strength as those uh, that are uh, emitted by your heart or your brain if, if you had an instrument sensitive enough to measure those field strengths. And when we do that uh, by, and stimulate the vagus nerve, which connects the brain to most of the systems and the organs in the body, um, we're able to bring about a, a balance. In the autonomic so you can actually uh, the the biomarker de jour for uh, the balance of the autonomic nervous system is called heart rate variability so hrv you know it's a a common metric used in uh, many of the trials today uh, regarding um, disease states and um, it's a measure that we can actually uh, track during our treatment sessions so that we can Show you a, a graph of how your HRV has changed during the 30-minute or 60-minute treatment session.
1: Well, how do you expect it to change, and what does that mean?
2: So, what we expect uh, HRV, uh, actually, we expect HRV to increase. So, an increasing heart rate variability uh, capability is uh, it's generally associated with a positive move for your health. And the other two aspects of heart rate variability is going to be measuring the Uh, sympathetic tone and the parasympathetic tone associated with the autonomics and what we typically see in a person who's exhibiting a chronic stress situation is their ratio of sympathetic to parasympathetic tone would be in a a four to one ten to one twenty to one ratio that's that's generally not considered a healthy ratio what we're trying to do uh, from a health standpoint is get somebody to a, a one-to-one or a two-to-one ratio. So you're trying to bring those two those two uh, branches of the autonomics into into uh, balance, if you will. So that's what we're able to measure during our 30- or 60-minute session.
1: What does that mean they're in balance? I mean, the marker for it is I the heart rate variability sure? go up by a certain amount? Or you know, how do you know that the two systems are in balance or...
2: Well you see you, you see the someone? tone you see the tone so the the, the, the graph, and you know unfortunately, uh, this is a podcast so you can't see the graph on our website, but we can show you a graph that's created uh, measuring heart rate variability and it's got it's got three lines. So one of the lines is the heart rate variability, the other line is the parasympathetic tone, and the other the third line is the uh, sympathetic tone. So you can watch mm, you can watch sure. the you can watch them change as the magnetic fields change during the hour most of our protocols will have between five and 15 different magnetic field changes during that time frame so we can actually watch and see how the body responds to a particular magnetic field
1: so yeah what have you determined Uh, so you're stimulating the vagus nerve you're restoring this balance but are there different programs you have in the magnetic field you know the how much it goes up or down and how long does it pulse, et cetera? Does that do different things to the person?
2: Uh, no. What we what we typically see is if we can get if we can get positive movement in heart rate variability and the balance of the sympathetic and parasympathetic tone, then then you're you're putting the body in a position where the body does its own healing. We're just we're just helping it do that. So depending upon what their issues are. Um, and the big, the big five that we that we generally improve are pain, inflammation, energy level, digestive problems, sleep. So those are kind of the big five. Um, you may have you may have a osteoarthritis, or you may have diabetic peripheral neuropathy, you may have you know any of these chronic pain type conditions. Uh, and what we can do is we can address, we can at least address some of the pain that may be related to the stress that's uh, created created uh, by your condition and therefore help you feel better. We're not going to treat, again, the osteoarthritis or treat diabetic ter- peripheral neuropathy. We we can't make that medical claim. Our claim is that we enhance feelings of relaxation. But what that allows us to do is address issues associated with stress and pain is definitely a, uh, a, a problem related to
1: stress. Some people report after what laying in this device and having the treatment for what, like a half hour, an hour, that they feel what more relaxed, or you know, what what have you heard? From
2: yeah, that? well, they definitely they definitely feel more relaxed. And what we what we typically will ask people to do is is since this is a very natural field strength, it's not a you know a high powered laser or anything that's that's uh, very powerful. It's physiologic to the body. We look for somebody to get in five to six times over a couple of weeks. And that gives the body plenty of time to start its its healing process. You know, the way I, I look at it, it's kind of akin to uh going on a diet. You're you're not gonna be happy if you if you just eat that salad for lunch and then go weigh yourself on the first day. You're gonna have to eat that salad for lunch for a few days, maybe even a couple of weeks, and but you're gonna start to see the change that the body makes. So ours is is very much like that. We wanna start the body into a uh, addressing the the balance in your autonomics and when we do that we're going to give it time and give it the the the, the, um, capabilities start doing the, the healing that needs to take place whether that's issues associated with pain uh, whether that's issues associated with digestive problems, sleep problems, that type. So
1: So why yeah, do you we think do have this, people why do you think this is working? What's like the mechanism of action and why does it help for well, pain or the-
2: Yeah, I think I think the, the the best information we have on that comes from studies that have been done really for the last twenty years out of uh, I'm sorry, fifteen years, out of the Heart Rhythm Institute at the University of Oklahoma. These guys have taken uh, our, our technology through rat models, through dog models, and we actually just got out of our first human study with uh, here about a month and a half ago. That uh, that will be part of a presentation done at the American Heart Association uh, this November. Uh, but the the mechanism of action uh, appears to be that stimulating the vagus nerve at the specific parameters that we've been using uh, allows us to decrease um uh some of the inflammatory markers that you see in the uh in the bloodstream so we're able to see a reduction in uh in the inflammatory markers uh reduction in cortisol um and we're able to see a balance that that heart rate variability uh metric i was talking about i was really introduced to that concept uh about 3 years ago from the uh from the scientists and the doctors and doing the studies at the Heart Rhythm Institute. They're the ones who suggested that it looked like we were, you know, modulating the autonomic nervous system and that uh, very interesting for them because the particular um, heart issue that they deal with is atrial fibrillation. And atrial fibrillation is a hyperactive sympathetic syndrome, so that's a a basket of diseases that, that that have a, a high sympathetic tone. This, this terminology is something that, that they shared with us. So they said, if I were you, I would go out and develop an ability to track this this uh, capability with HRV, because if you do in fact show that, then that's something that's very exciting and something that would be very important to our to our uh, customers. So so anyway, the the, the upshot of their uh, research here in this last study was that they found. They found that they were able to, that number one, there was lower levels of uh, inflammatory markers in the treated group versus the placebo group. And that um, they were able to uh, reduce the duration of of AFib uh, by a statistically significant factor. during the uh, surgery. Uh, it's it's an interesting surgery and presents an interesting clinical op- opportunity
1: for us to do research because... Quick, 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 quick question. Did, was this used during surgery or before or after? An example it was, you're giving? It was u- yeah, it was used
2: during surgery. So I was about to say AFib is an interesting one to study because the surgery itself, they induce AFib. So as part of the Process of identifying the the nerves that are firing and creating the uh, the, uh, the atrial fibrillation. They induce AFib into the patients, right? So it presents a particularly interesting opportunity for us because while they're doing that, the uh, the induction of uh, AFib and they and they do that by uh, basically hooking up uh, some electrical energy to the heart and putting the heart into uh, its its AFib condition. Um, when they're doing that, they have the, uh, obviously, the their groups of their control group and their uh, their active group, treatment group, and they can see how long people stay in AFib during this process. And the difference between the control group and the um, active group was signi- uh, statistically significant, something very exciting for us.
1: How does this relate to uh, people, I don't know, getting an MRI or a CAT scan? Yeah, so- High electrical and/or magnetic fields. I mean, is there any crossover knowledge to be gained from those things? Well, I
2: I I don't know a whole lot about the MRI you know uh, system itself, other than it's approximately a trillion times stronger than the fields we're using. Literally, you know, twelve zeros uh, is the difference between our system and an MRI. Obviously, there's um, there's uh, a totally different Product that you're that you're getting from an MRI, it's it's creating it's creating an image of the body, a very accurate image of the body, um, versus what we're attempting to do. So there's not a lot that we've learned from the MRI, although although when uh, you know it's a, I believe the MRI machine is a class two medical device, puts it at a slightly higher risk than a class one medical device, but but still not a, a class three device.
1: How about the um, the Earth's magnetic field yeah, in relation to the uh, field that yeah,
2: you're exposed to? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. So the Earth's magnetic field is about 10 million times stronger than the, the magnetic fields that would be coming from your body. So most of the other magnetic therapy systems that would be out in, in the commercial practice you know, now are either at the Earth's magnetic field, the geomagnetic field, or... Or they're running up into the, you know, low MRI fields where there's uh, you know, ten thousand gauss, thirty thousand gauss, forty thousand gauss strength, which is a very, very powerful magnet. The Earth's magnetic field is a half a gauss. It averages half a gauss. The, the magnets on your refrigerator at home, you know, probably average fifty to two hundred gauss, you know, fairly weak magnet. Um, sure. but at a half but at a half a gauss, your body is actually you know, creating magnetic fields that are 10 to the minus 8 Gauss, well below, you know, to the tune of 10 million times below the Earth's magnetic field.
1: So, if your body's creating fields in the order of 10 to the 8th, what is this field strength of your device?
2: Yes, that's exactly what our
1: device is. Okay, okay exactly. so same, and, and, about the same order of magnitude as what the body produces naturally.
2: Exactly, exactly. So, what we've done, you know, Dr. Jacobson and his Theory on how this process works is he's really he's really you know believes that the, all we are is organized energy and the at the very basic level at the very smallest level right it's not about cells and molecules it's about atoms that's that's where Dr Jacobson kind of theory comes in so he creates he creates magnetic field strengths that he believes would be approximately the same field strength. Uh, as a particular target that he might be after. So, you know, you have you have different targets, different molecules, different uh, uh, opportunities uh, that exist for particular um, disease states or problems. And he thinks that if he can imbue the body with a, a magnetic field that that uh, addresses the target he's after, then he can start he can start having a positive influence on. On that target's ability to communicate with the rest of the body.
1: Well, if you induce uh, magnetic fields, that would induce, you know, whatever corresponding electric field in the body. So if it's the same order of magnitude, it should induce uh, electric fields in the body of equal strength to what the body is inducing already. So I would guess that would amplify what processes that are going on, or or dampen processes that are going on, depending on how you apply them. Exactly.
2: Exactly I think I think that's I think that's some of the stuff that's yet to be uh, you know discovered as far as uh, our ability to, to see exactly what's happening in you know, very very tiny uh, particles of our of our uh, of our body um, but that's that's certainly some of the theory that uh, that dr. Jacobson's laid laid as a foundation.
1: So is this applied to the entire body or just selectively to parts, you know, the head? No, it's the death? it's the
2: entire nope, it's the entire body. Our system allows you to you sit back in a very comfortable uh, orthopedic recliner and most everybody takes a big nap. That's that's of course what happens when you increase parasympathetic tone. Uh we are at our most parasympathetic state when we're in deep sleep. So um, uh, our treatment sessions often end up being it's a 60 minute treatment session. It ends up being a 55 minute
1: nap. Okay. So what are, what are the effects that people report when they're in the chair versus that night or weeks later? Like what are the short and long term effects that people are telling you they're having?
2: Yeah. So I mean we we address we addre- you know pain pain is probably the easiest most discernible um, you know issue that's addressed. So you know, folks. Folks uh, will report. Uh, 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 you, if you come in uh, uh, in an acute situation, you know, a pain that's created just because I, I hurt my back or I, I had a bicycle injury or a, or, a, or a sports injury, uh, if they come in and, and get an hour of treatment session, we can we can usually reduce their pain level by 50 percent by 75 percent. If they uh, if they want to come back. You know, in that five to six times, we're going to make, we're going to get, we're going to get that at at 100% for acute issues. For more chronic conditions, more you know, pain issues associated with more chronic conditions that are a lot of times lifestyle issues, osteoarthritis, diabetic peripheral neuropathy, that type of thing, we can see significant pain reduction in that uh, in that uh, five to six treatment session time over a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll see we'll see significant reduction in, in in that and they'll report typically a lot less usage of of painkillers or or uh, aspirin or any in, tylenol whatever they're using to try and, and and help with the pain they'll report using less of it so that's one of the one of the key areas for our for our technology.
1: Why not um, increase the field strength and try to apply it locally to a part of the body and see what well, happens there? Why? You know, y-
2: yeah, was it just think too much the,
1: to experiment on or what? N-
2: no, well I th- well p- certainly part of it is uh, you know we're a small company so limited resources we can't begin to test all the uh, all the real opportunities uh, we just don't have the resources so we we kind of take what we're given right now. I will tell you though that we. We can see application of a smaller system for particular areas, but we would not we would not be increasing field strength. You know, it's the key to our effect is that we are physiologic to the body. So the body recognizes the the, the, the fields that, that we're putting it in. It it, it it speaks that language. If we just if we just put in more powerful fields, there's there's more powerful fields all around us. My My cell phone is, is, you know, orders of magnitude stronger, creating a magnetic field that's orders of magnitude stronger than, than the fields we create. My computer that I'm in front of right now and the, and the two LCD screens that I'm looking at are, you know, infinitely stronger, the magnetic fields that we create. But it's the key is you create a field that's physiologic to the body that the body recognizes.
1: Well, uh, I would figure that, you know, you guys have studied the electric fields that the body creates. I don't know. Is there any pattern in them that is discernible beyond, let's say, just the heart beating and it correlating with that? I mean, have you looked at diurnally, day and night, or, you know, longitudinally, someone over a period of time or in different conditions, stress, not stress, learning, sleeping, talking? Has anyone studied that you know the, um, you know, the electric fields produced and the corresponding magnetic fields produced in the body to see what it's doing? And then uh, maybe the therapy mm-hmm. would uh, evolve or become different.
2: Yeah, and it and it may very well. I think. I mean, I think you raise some good points. That there's a, there's just a ton. You know, energy energy medicine is really you know in its infancy right now. And so whether it's electrical or cryo or thermal or laser or sound or magnetic, you know, it, it's just it's it's actually just just at its infant. So there's tons and tons of questions out there that. That we don't have answers to, and like I said before, I, we've got an, a number of years of research at universities. You know, we go from uh, University of South Florida, University of Colorado, uh, Fairley Dickinson, Cornell. We've done wound healing studies, neuropathy, arthritis studies, Parkinson studies. We've done a, a lot of studies, but we but we haven't we haven't done any of the studies that you that you just asked about. So trying to Equate the electrical field uh, and some of the other uh, some of the other things that uh, would be interesting to know the answers to, but we just don't we don't have the time or the money to go to go get those answers. There may yeah, be well, there mean, may be others there may be others in the energy space who who have done some of that work. You've got obviously you've got folks with uh, magnetic uh, therapy devices that are stronger than ours. Almost all of them are, um, and they have done research on on their uh, on their side on their technology um, that demonstrates the the mechanism of action and uh, typically it's going to be a different mechanism than what we're what we're uh, is I mean is
1: I would think this field is very small or you know just about non-existent I mean are there a lot of companies studying what you guys are studying or is it pretty rare that you're in a space like a blue ocean where not many?
2: well I think I think you know compared to uh, a lot of areas there there are very few players in a space Right, it's a it's a tough it's a tough place to be in, you know. And a, a new therapy, a new uh, a potential medical device and technology, it's uh, going up against uh, pharmaceutical industry and the, and the large medical device companies obviously have vested interests in different technologies and different approaches. Um, so there are there are there are not that many of us out here. Hmm. We, I, I guess, guess so. we, uh, um, we, uh, we underscore the uh, the definition of a pioneer, right? We, we just want to make sure we don't end up on the uh, on the side of the trail with an arrow in our back.
1: Yeah, I was gonna make a ridiculous joke or magnets in your back. Right, right. <laughs> 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 what, what, what rare earth arrows in your back. Um, right. Well, in talking about that, I mean, do you get tons of skeptic, skepticism? Um, from- oh, sure, we do. Absolutely. You know what's that? What's that like? Has it been like really bad or what?
2: No, no. Well, you know what it is. You know what's You know what's interesting is you know when I started out in this space, um, 2005, uh, I learned an important lesson, and I actually heard it on a podcast. A guy was talking about selling, and he said he said make sure that when you're talking to somebody and you're trying to sell them something, that they believe the same things you. Do. And if they don't believe the same things you do, stop selling. You're wasting your time, and you're wasting them. and and I had been you know, at this thing for the first three or four years. And I was talking to every doctor I knew about our technology, its research, how to do it, blah, blah, blah. And, and I wasn't getting very far. And then I heard this guy on this podcast say what he said. And, and so the first thing you have to do is figure out, well, what is it you believe? What is it that Underscores your, your your reason for for being here, and we felt that we could improve health without another drug shot or surgery. Not instead of, not not that we need to do away with our drugs, shots, and surgeries. It's just that we got plenty of them, but we need some other tools in the tool in the bag to help improve health. So that's what we believe. We believe that we can improve health without another drug shot or surgery. And so I started talking to people, and I started looking for people who believe the same thing I did. Right, that there is a way to improve your health without without those the big three. And so we we really cornered in on the chiropractic space, physical therapy space, um, alternative medicine, functional medicine space. You know, people who were more interested in getting out in front of disease through wellness practices and principles, rather than wait till the disease you know enveloped your body and, and made it. Really, really difficult to uh, get better and so and so it's been a great ride here the last five years because this end of the business is just blowing up you know when you look at the let's pick pick one issue, you look at the opioid issues right that have come about all of the problems created by these fda approved legally dispensable drugs that have just done a horrendous job in impacting the health of our nation and many people around the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we can we can help address some of those problems. Not all of those, but we can help address some of those problems with this natural physiologic, you know, one hour nap therapy that that may very well you know, be the key to taking your pain level from wherever it is to
1: wherever you want it to be. Um,
2: and the yeah,
1: what, key is, what the key uh, is trying it. Yeah. Why do you say it's a one hour nap? Is it so relaxing that people would pass out when they, when they're in it or it's just, yeah.
2: Well, you know, it may be boredom. It may, it may be that I'm chirping in their ear for the first five minutes. And man, if you listen to my voice for more than five minutes you can go to sleep right? So it's as i said before most people will go to sleep during the treatment session and that's primarily because i have them in a very comfortable position and we're bringing balance to the autonomic nervous system we're helping reduce the uh sympathetic state pathetic tone and we're helping improve the parasympathetic
1: tone. and when you do that you go to sleep <laughs> Do people want to like text on their phone while they're sitting in the chair? Or is that well,
2: them- they do, but we like to, we like to take, we like to take, you know, again, the phone is, is, is orders of magnitude, larger magnetic field than what we're creating. So what we like to do is take their phone from them, put it, put it on a table nearby or a desk nearby. And we let them, we want them to relax. We want them to, lay back, listen to their body. Sometimes, uh, you know, they'll feel a tickle, tingle, a warmth in a particular area, and that, and that may change during the process because the magnetic fields change.
1: Yeah, and I guess if you think about it, people are exposed and exposing themselves to tremendous electrical fields all the time, all and the inducing time. God, God knows what in their body. So, uh, shouldn't be so far-fetched. But I guess maybe that the perception would be like, well, yeah, you know, I'm exposed to all these electrical fields all the time, and it doesn't seem to be doing anything to me. So why would this work, especially because the the field strength is so much lower? But, well,
2: uh, you know what? that's a that's an excellent that is an excellent question. and we actually do get that. Well, gosh, you know, how does it do anything if I'm you know getting exposed to these things that are that much more powerful and and all of that and And now I'm going to take you back to our our AFib study and and this existed in in, in dogs a, a graph in dogs and, and but just like the um, just like uh, in the human study that I mentioned that just got finished last month right in a, in the predecessor study the foundational studies they put the dogs under uh, anesthesia they put the they they started inducing um, AFib into the dogs. They started raising the, the uh the AFib inducibility. It's called the window of vulnerability. But anyway, they they started this electrical pacing to take the heart basically out of sinus rhythm. And they show uh, over three hours they you know take it from X to ten X. And and at ten X you're in this uh in this asynchronous rhythm uh status that they then with the with the dogs still being um, charged, they move the whole thing between our coils. And they watch the window of vulnerability come back to baseline three hours later. So what this showed was that in spite of a, a very powerful electrical field being applied to the heart that took these dogs out of their sinus rhythm over a three-hour period, that they were able to with the charge still going with the electrical charge still going they were able to 3 hours later reduce them back to baseline um uh, using this very tiny very small physiologic magnetic field so so i actually have evidence that shows you we can do things to the body in spite of all these powerful non physiologic fields that work no,
1: yeah that's um okay so what's the um what's the future of this uh of this treatment, where's it gonna go from here?
2: Well, uh, we're a uh, we're an internet enabled system. So what that means right now is for us is is I track uh, first of all, our systems don't work unless you're connected to our website, right? So um, being internet enabled, so I see every treatment session that goes on. I know when you got on, when you got off, I know what treatment session you used. I know what you think you had you know, going in, uh, osteoarthritis of the knee, and I know uh, what what uh, treatment sessions we were able to put you in, so in the, not available currently, but what we see in the future is I'm able to take this and start, start, you know, after a million treatment sessions, after 10 million treatment sessions, we're starting to able to use this and do some data mining, do some analytics, do some stuff that requires a whole lot smarter people than myself. And we're able to see and correlate how people benefit from particular fields. And we can start manipulating those fields. We can start then taking that data and start making it quicker and easier and better for people to find relief, right by co- correlating improvement and if we can start getting people using HRV because that's a, a very that's a, that's a beautiful result uh, from a from a, a treatment session and and start getting that information across many many treatment sessions then we can do we can do the same thing so i think we have a a beautiful opportunity to have a wonderful database of how bodies responded both subjectively objectively to particular magnetic field exposures. Um, and I think that's a, I think that's a key, key area that we're excited about.
1: Okay. Um, well, very good. Well, what's, the, what's the best way for people to find a uh, treatment center? I don't know how many there are or where they are, but how do they yeah. Get so,
2: how do they get yeah. To so, touch? so we've got on, on our, on our, on our site, magnaceutical.com. We've got a map of clinics. So we've got about 150 clinics across the U S and Canada. And, um, and uh, when you when you find that clinic that's closest to you, we've actually got a free session coupon available, so that you can you can download it and take it into the doctor, and, and typically he's going to honor uh, a free session, and tell you a bit about the technology, and uh, get you in for uh, for a try. Um, that's the easiest thing to do if you have a problem with finding somebody in your area you can contact us and we have uh, we have opportunities that uh, that uh, you know depending upon the situation and the condition we can uh, potentially look at uh, two week or or one month leases that people can uh, can try so if you have an interest we can uh, we can help you out the key is 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 to try it. it it you know the worst the worst that happens is you wasted a little time, you wasted a little money. Uh, the best is you found something that doesn't involve a drug shot or surgery, and it helps you feel a whole lot better with an issue you've been dealing with for years.
1: Well, very good. Well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast.
2: Well, I appreciate your, uh, your questions, Richard. Thank you very much.
0: You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious.